Welcome to the 40K Lorecast. Welcome to the 40K Lorecast. Me, John Barsati, and Brad Chester. This guy. All right. The orc one is completed, so we have to do another faction focus. Where else are you going to go than Imperium? Because it's, uh, what, two-thirds of the you, codexes? You know, well, you know what we should probably do? How about the first Legion? Well, yeah, we can start with number one. That's probably a good idea. So for those who don't know what that means, today we're going to jump into Dark Angels. And we're going to start in the Dark, Dark Angels in the beginning. But I want to, before we get into this, talk about more of my per, the personal story for here. As a competitive player, I hate the Dark Angels. Um, I've played against them for a number of years, and I always play against them, and it's either an auto-win or an auto-lose. I think the Dark Angels are cool as shit. Oh, their lore is incredible. Well, I've also played them, but but I've, I also you think died. I... I played them at the Cali Cup mm-hmm. and did very well, thank you very much. And the last time I know that you played them, you went to the hospital after. Well, I mean, sometimes the Dark Angels' <laughs> secrets are hard to hold. Okay, but, Dark Angels are cool as shit. But you know yeah. what? Screw this. I'm going into full why I like Dark Angels before we get into yeah. the whole thing, which is here's the reasons to like Dark Angels. The Dark Angels were the not the Space Wolves of the Emperor's assassins. The Dark Angels of the Emperor's, we don't need to talk about this anymore, guys. <laughs> Their Primarch just came back from a 10,000-year hiatus. Yep. And was like, hey, man, how's it going? Is that a demon Primarch? How about if I crush his skull? I've been I've been off. Do I have any ring rust? Apparently not. I just YOLO swagged a thing. Also, they have the most unique uh, factions within their faction, yeah. which is, oh, you want to play Dark Angels? Cool. We have all these ways to play them. Oh, uh, did I mention that we have Deathwing? Oh, the Terminator? Oh, the only Terminator version yep. of the chapter. Oh, do you want to go fast? You want to Ricky Bobby it? Ravenwing, bikes, speeders. These are wildly different armies. And you can also play the regular. You can play kind of regular Marines because they have an entire legion of guys to pull from. But also they have these crazily different. You can play Dark Angels in wildly different ways. Even in today's rules, we still have that. We're getting a new code. Well, we might have a new code. It depends on when you listen to it. Okay. Well, but we, we have wildly different ways to play Dark Angels in the game, which is really exciting, and it comes with really great lore. So if you're a Dark Angels fan, you can fanboy out whatever way you want to play them. And I actually think that's a really big deal because yeah. one of the biggest complaints I have currently and I've had for a while is – I can't play the legions, the cha- the factions, the Dark Angels when I want to play a Space Marine. I want to play them, and I want to feel like I'm playing the lore. Dark Angels are one of those chapters that you still can do that. Yeah, and it's oh, it, very much so. The Dark Angels are, from a competitive standpoint, and we're going to get into their lore, you could play them in ninth edition i believe in we haven't seen the 10th edition codex yet or maybe we haven't you guys have heard this and i well i haven't seen the 10th edition codex yet let's put it that way but the ninth edition the eighth edition codexes you were able to play them the way that if you really understand dark angels lore they are my complaint about dark angels has been some of the ways you could play them boring oh god 
And we'll cover that in, on our third episode. But our first episode is we want to talk about the origins of Dark Angels. And for those of you who know Dark Angels, you understand how badass this is about to be. For those of you who don't know anything about Dark Angels, you're about to learn how incredibly uh, badass they are. Okay, because there, there, there's a lot of people that don't know. Everybody knows. I, I feel like a lot of people know about the Dark Angels after the Lion. Yeah. Before the Lion. Sorry, Dark Angels fans. Holy shit, were these guys dicks. They, but I honestly, I think they were cooler, if I'm being honest. I think they were vengeful. So spite they were they were you know what? They weren't just vengeance. They they were what Batman wanted to be. I am vengeance. <laughs> so let's dig into that. Dark Angels were the first Legion, which is because they were literally the first ones. That's Emperor killed all the Thunder Warriors. Well, small asterisk. Kind there. of. We're going to get to that in a second. Spoiler. Let's not spoil the <laughs> cast, the beginning of the cast, Brad. But he kills them off. He's got this Primarch project. And the first Legion he begins bringing up out of, out of this is, the, of course, the first Legion, who were later named the Dark Angels. They are, I would call them an unperfected at this point. He's still, I, in my opinion, leaned pretty heavy Thunder Warrior on some of his original because ideas. Because he's looking, I still think when we had, when he first met the Legion, when he mm -hmm. makes the first Legion, the Dark Angels, before they met the Primarch, which things change wildly, yep. but before, he's still looking for just results. Yep. And unfortunately, I think this translates in forever. This set the tone for the Dark Angels till the forever. Before we dive into this piece of what the Emperor is that to remember, the Emperor set out in the Great Crusade with all 20 legions. Yes, he did start with all 20. Only 18 of them came back. <laughs> but he left with all 20 when he left he had no primarchs so all 20 legions only reported to him what makes the dark angels interesting is that it was obvious historically at this point that he had different plans for each of the legions and he looked to one legion to do the thing that he couldn't let anyone else know was being done and that was the dark angels you know i'm doing that you know what screw it i'm going right into it mm -hmm. The Dark Angels are the agent from Serenity. They are the people that take care of the shit to make society. The Emperor wanted to make Jeez. this. Pause there. For those of you who don't know what Serenity is, Google it and go watch it. It was incredible. Also, and watch 13 episodes of Firefly yeah. and then ban everything from Fox. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it was incredible. So. Yeah. so effectively... The Emperor has this vision for this idealistic society. He's going to conquer, which is just part of what goes on. Mm -hmm. He's rationalizing every action. And the ultimate rationalization is the Dark Angels, who are the guys, I want to make this unbelievable society. You probably can't live in it, but I need you to do these horrible things. And the Dark Angels do horrible oh my god like a lot of bad bad things but he's like i have this problem these guys are going to cause a problem i need them to never exist ever again problem you need to i don't need you to defeat them this is where the dark angels yeah. come in you call the space wolves when you need somebody killed you need you need a guy killed you need John is taking over a, a segment. I got a problem over there. Can yeah. you go deal with deal with him yeah. so we can bring them back into compliance? You need to defeat someone. You bring the the 
the Luna Wolves. You bring the Space Wolves. If you need a problem, gone. I mean, gone. Like, there's no... Uh, we took the books, we burned them, we erased all history of them. Mm -hmm. That's when you sent the Dark Angels in. The Dark Angels took care of shit. Well, we covered on the Horus Heresy, the beginning of the Horus Heresy, and obviously before that, we just, during the, about the Great Crusade, about the term Imperial Compliance. And so Imperial Compliance is what the Emperor discussed doing, which is, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go out from, from, from Terra and Soul, and we're gonna re- acquire all of our lost uh, all of our lost brethren all our lost humanity and we're going to bring them into imperial compliance where they're going to be part of the imperium they're going to pay a tithe to the imperium they're going to do all these things but it, but it in, the, in this time though there was still the view that being brought into imperial compliance even if it was against your will was a good thing was a good thing and it was going to be better for you than what you had right now however the emperor had a secret. He had a lot of secrets. So I shouldn't use the word. I was say he had yeah. one. Yeah. So one of the secrets the emperor had in this was that not all worlds, and he knew, were viable for imperial compliance, and that is what the dark angels were for. They had to go to planets before anyone knew that they were there or systems, and remove Everyone. everything. Not so, just not yeah. just they, again. They weren't there to win. They were there mm -hmm. to exterminate also it wasn't again that they killed everybody they had to erase the, the whatever the it's thing was so when people showed up to that planet many years later they went oh this this civilization lived here they must have gotten killed by xenos or something whatever could have happened there's here. no history whatsoever yeah. that's what they did they took care of it and the thing is is that that's how we started with Dark Angels secrets. Mm -hmm. Dark Angels are known for keeping their secrets. And they're still, they've taken that to the next level. Oh, now, yes. I mean, but whatever. Yeah, this <laughs> is the Frankie Foreshadow time. Uh, Dark Angels and secrets, good friends. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 pretty big. Good friends. At this time, they were actually known internally amongst the other legions as the Emperor's Angels of Death. Well, that's that's you, what they called them. I'll say, Angels of Death, by the way, for Space Marine players, was Dark Angels thing. So if you're a Dark Angels player, you can pat yourself on your back. I can't because my arms are too short. <laughs> But and your shoulders are too busted. Yeah, either way, <laughs> you get really it's hurt. a combination of both. Yeah. <laughs> but angels of death were first. That dark angels were first. Now everybody's angels of death. Mm -hmm. No, dark angels were the first people to be known as this, and they were known. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Mm -hmm. Wildly known. Again, before the lion met them, before they made contact with their primarch, they were known as a get it done. Did not care what happened legion they did some crazy shit even in the early days they they put things down but then the thing is is that in the dark angels defense that's what they were assigned to do. yeah the dark angels weren't we should we should be, be fair to them they, they weren't were, like world leaders where they were brut brutal because they were brutal yeah, they were, they were brutal because we i got a specific set of directions mm -hmm. and it says hey man we got to be assholes like this is just what's happening and this is to me when I, I talked earlier about I talk shit on the Dark Angels. My viewpoint, my my shit talk on Dark Angels excludes is it, exclusive to competitive play 40k. The lore of Dark Angels, they are amazing. As we're talking about this, there were 20 legions, and only one of them the Emperor used to do this level of stuff. The other 19 legions were to, were told to go places. I mean, yeah, the 
Space Wolves did it a bit more aggressively than others, but they were all sent to places and their jo job was, you know, remove the problem, uplift the citizenry, bring them back to us. And the Dark Angels were on team. Yeah, that world can't be saved, burn it. But also they got handed all of those things. But so it, that, that's a big thing on psychology wise because they, they never got the easy ones. Mm -hmm. They never got the, hey, take this great world and make them part of the period. Be like, okay, uh, you're ready for your 400th in a row shitty task. You're like, I guess. Like, this is just kind of what we, you're like, hey, man, I was looking over what every other Legion did. And all of them got zero of what we did. Yeah, like the 12th Legion showed up. And when they got there, they were like given like, rings of laurel yeah they and, gave him a parade and, and a parade and they got fed and i went somewhere and had to murder every single thing you had me killing the bugs like for whatever yeah. reason like, I, I shot so many puppies yeah like <laughs> I, I burned an entire planet because you asked me to yeah there's not a lot of parades <clears throat> obviously one of the big pieces about the emperor that we discuss over and over and over again is the secrets that he kept from everybody else and so Few of his secrets that he had to deal with. The first one were, in my opinion, were Xenos. Everyone was aware that there were aliens, but not that the aliens were equal or this superior one, to them. Well, this is one of the biggest things. The Emperor kept that there was civilizations of yeah. sentient, like, I'm just living my best life, aliens. Mm -hmm. Emperor did a lot of cool things. Emperor did a lot of bad things. One of the biggest things was he was wildly xenophobic. It yeah. was just... It was humanity first, and then there was toasters, microwaves, <laughs> uh, about 600 other things, and then it was anybody else that wasn't human, and that's kind of how he viewed everything on that, and he treated it as that, though, because he went, I don't think if there's other Xenos out there, I can impose my empirical ethic. And the thing about that was, it wasn't, and Brad said it really well there, is that there were civilizations. It's easy to explain orcs to the, to the hey, this, oh, it, an orc, a tyrannid, or whatever. Yeah, orcs are evil. You bump into orcs and they just try to kill you. And until you kill all of them, they keep trying to kill you. What's harder to explain is a seemingly peaceful civilization, which they encountered know, a multiple. And, and again, the Tau weren't there yet, but we can use early Tau would have been a good example of this, where they're just trying to live their life in their system. We're not bothering anybody. That changes this. This you're saying, well, we could trade with them. We've discussed very briefly before rogue traders. We could do all these things with them. The emperor is like, well, we can't do that. And the easiest way to for him to do that was rather than try to explain to everyone, here's all the dangers of working with Xenos. It's just make it so no one ever meets a Xenos civilization. So how do you do that? Dark angels. I you say, send them. You have one of your legions who's in charge of all of these yeah. expeditions. And you go out there and you remove them. Another one that falls into this is mutants, which which did come up a lot through the dark the dark age of technology. True, because you had people. Well, they also mutants is a wildly wide scheme because yeah. a lot of mutant mutants. I'm doing air quotes right now, mm -hmm. are people that adapted to live on the world that they were on. They did bioengineering. They literally made what? People. Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. But I mean, there was there was multiple races mm -hmm. that were left alone for thousands of years, and they just basically engineered the populace to be better at the worlds that they were on. Mm -hmm. Was it high gravity? Was it this? Was it low gravity? Do we have to deal with radiation? 
they just made their populace. They either adapted, you know, they basically got radiated and just right. things happen. Or because this is the dark age of technology, they had the technology to just go, it would be way cooler if our bones were thicker and we were shorter or we were taller or we were faster or we were whatever we were. And they had a lot of ab humans. And for whatever reason, the emperor decided a couple of them were okay. And the ones he decided that weren't okay, exactly. the Dark Ages showed up. The issue, again, though, is for the emperors, these are very much so humanoid. They look very much so like humans. They behave like humans. And a lot of them were peaceful and had no, had no ill will towards humanity. That is not an easy war to wage if anyone knows you're waging it. It's a very easy war to wage if no one knows you're waging it. And it's also okay if everybody that's a part of that just accepts the fact that sometimes you got to do some terrible, 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 wait a second, terrible shit. One of my favorite ones that they hunted down, though, and this is, this is actually a little bit complicated to me from a lore, linear lore standpoint, was Thunder Warriors. Because weirdly enough, the Thunder Warriors didn't all get killed. Well, and they also were all only on Terra. And then it seems like some of them got a little bit of a heads up and got on spaceships. Just deuced and, out. And deuced out. But it's also, you have to, well, they've done a weird bit of, I don't even say retconning. There's just a lot of weird stories that go along with it. Well, yeah, because this is cause of, there's, no, there's no actual linear story on this. There's yeah, but like just, some of the Thunder Warriors were, like it looked like they, some of the Thunder Warriors were wildly more intelligent than some of the other, other yeah. Thunder Warriors. And yes, in a gene pool, but they were engineered. So you would think that they would be, similar but it seems like the average thunder warrior was barely functional yeah, and just was there to the mouth i'll go stab things right and then there was like your plato mm-hmm. of thunder warrior and those guys were like hey man i'm pretty sure this guy's gonna be real done with us real soon and they and they boogied out and what's cool about this is the stories change depending on what a bunch of stories but it seems like some thunder warriors effectively went off to become planet system-wide warlords who are running things and they weren't alone but the problem with thunder warriors is they can fight and so what do you do about them i mean they were still full they were everything a marine was they just weren't what they weren't equal was the intellectual yeah like we we give you we give the marines you never really give that enough credit an individual marine is still able to instantaneously take in terabytes of data instantaneously and assimilate thunder warriors weren't doing that they were super fast super strong super agile great combatants but they were also my opinion actually i think the thunder warriors were actually better combatants when you you look at what they did on focus tell you the truth yeah well i'm thinking is i think a thunder warrior versus a space marine i think the thunder warrior wins i think i think in in a combat scenario i think the thunder warrior defeats a space marine in combat the problem is that a platoon a squadron a legion of thunderworks uh, loses brutally to, to that level yeah, it's the same thing when you're like hey what happens when a roman legion right fought a bunch of tough individual dudes well yeah they lost yeah. well every the, time. the individual the roman centurions would lose to the barbarians but the roman legion itself would conquer the barbarians every time easily. yeah one-on-one this sucks exactly it's, it's a cool side story that yeah, the thunder warriors do reappear in Dark Angel lore as a, well, we have to go deal with this. <laughs> I mean, they reappeared. 
And then they quickly and, and, they, and they were <laughs> removed from the lore again. They they were they're like, hey guys, we're not done with our story. And the Dark Angels went, yeah, you are. Like you're pretty, you're real done. One side note here with this, and we touched this a few times. Uh, the Emperor made weapons illegal. There were certain things that Space Marines weren't like, that no one was supposed whoa, to do. Well, that's a let's whoa whoa whoa. One of us is really just kind of rolling over some shit <laughs> hey man we found some weapons of mass destruction the dark angels had access to iron men for one which were you know the thing that was outlawed the thing that almost destroyed humanity completely the ai versions that were i don't know invulnerable to all psychic psychic attacks uh could literally go through any defenses uh, they had a bunch of those. They also had a whole shitload of bombs, yep. which were like, they went, hey, man, the Geneva Convention says we're not allowed to use these. And everybody went, yes. And the Dark Angels left and looked at the Emperor and went, we're still going to use those, yeah, right? <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, no one knows we use them because everyone we use them on is dead. It's like a tree falling in the woods if no one's around, it, it, right? It, it, ooh, you had to give this to culture, though. Only the upper people know that we're using these two. The rest of the Dark Angels oh, that's true. do yeah. not know that this shit exists. They just know that sometimes shit went down and we won. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we can leave now. You're like, yeah, were we just about to fight? You're like, yeah, we're not going to anymore. Why? You don't need to ask those kind of questions. And Brad touched on this earlier. We were talking about how they would just go and wipe out planets. Like one thing that they would do is they just irradiate an entire planet. So whoa, people, whoa, would, people whoa. would come through later, and be like, "Oh, there must have been an issue with their sun." No, the Dark Angels came through and used rad weapons and irradiated the well, entire planet, so everything's dead. I'm going to say that if I had an option of being irradiated with a rad weapon, which were, by the way, not supposed to be used, yeah, uh, you know what I'd rather have happen than that? I'd rather not have be virus bombed. The other very fun one. Which, which basically made VX gas look like Kool-Aid. <laughs> the virus bomb we did cover during Horus Heresy, but just as a recap, virus bomb goes down. It takes the any organic material it touches, it turns into methane. Then they drop a firebomb at that. So the whole planet turns into a, a cloud of flammable gas that they then light on fire. And yeah. It's pretty effective. Very effective. It's a good system. These are things they also would do, use nuclear weapons, I guess, when they were being cute. Which is funny because <laughs> no one used those anymore. Yeah. Because one, they weren't as effective as most of the other shit they had. But also, nuclear weapons, uh, newsflash, in case you didn't know, are kind of shitty and dirty and wreck things. And most people didn't want to use them because they wanted the planet yeah. after. Even like virus bombing something destroyed everything but you still just had a planet yeah, you, well you go through and you terraform it that's yeah, what you do the you, same. I, I, I virus bomb it and i go through later bring some terraform yeah, you, machines you, you bring a bunch of machines cool. down and you drop it down and you're like cool you're like if i dropped a nuke down it makes everything suck for a while well they did also use rad they also did irradiate the planets which probably i mean that that is also that's kind of that again is because you're supposed to be that's when you're you're playing a hitman yeah. and you're supposed to make it look like an accident yeah. You're like, oh, their son must have went yeah, supernova. Yeah, some went supernova. Weird, I guess. Well, don't worry, guys. We'll, we'll build a new radiation shield. And yeah, like, happen. I don't know what happened. That's crazy, guys. It, but that was the, that, that exact line that Brightest used. That's exactly what, what the Dark Angels did. It, their idea was someone would come through later that say, man, something bad must have happened here. It's so unfortunate for these people. And they, and they have no idea we did it. 
<laughs> yep. And, and a lot, by the way. Yeah. So the, the one of the biggest things is, if you want to talk about coolness of the chapter, because they were the first, they just invented a bunch of the tactics. Yeah. It, they had a bunch of good tactics. They had a bunch of bad tactics, guys. You, you have to take the good with the bad. But they were the originators of a lot of how Marines fight right now. Yeah. Because the Thunder Warriors were wildly brutal and also weren't known for tactics. Mm-hmm. And the Dark Angels were. They they originated a lot of this. Well, how do you fight and be the most effective with guys that are bigger, faster, stronger, and more intelligent? Not even just more intelligent. You took in information faster mm-hmm. than everybody else. I can understand the battlefield at an instant where you just see bombs going off. I see a bomb went off. That guy's over there. The supply depot's here. This guy's going to be shooting me. You're taking in a hundred different factors. How do I maximize that? And the Dark Angels started using that. Hey, my guys are just smarter. They, they can take in more things. That means that we can use tactics that nobody else right now can use. And they're also fighting enemies that no one else is fighting. So they're getting to that real practice on, as we said before, the rest of the other 19 legions, there's some sort of them fighting works, obviously, we're, you know, War of the Beast, but they're not fighting what I would call take all commerce wars. Whereas the wolves, the blood angels, the rest of them, they're fighting other largely humans is where a lot of their fighting. Sometimes they're fighting, they're, they're fighting orcs, obviously, some random things here and there. But what they're really trying to do, though, is they're trying to conquer a planet. The Dark Angels are fighting to eliminate, and that's a different type of tactic. But what's but because of the way, as Brad was just saying, what's cool is that the Dark Angels learn these tactics. They then get shared back to the rest of the legions, who don't ever ask any questions of how anyone knows this, because those are <laughs> questions you don't ask. Um, like, how uh, did you practice that? How did yeah, this seems really effective? You guys made this up? Drawing board. Yeah, totally drawing board. It's all war games. Don't don't ask. Don't ask. No, no more questions. Uh, <laughs> Some shit went down. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're good. Another really cool thing about the First Legion is where they come from. From a gene seed standpoint. Well, they were all Terra. Yeah. It, and this is important because they were... Terra is, is a... This, this is important for some of the problems they were going to do later. In order to make a space marine, as we've said before, but we'll do it again, you take organs that are that have a gene seed implanted inside of them, and then you, in, you insert those organs inside of a person. <laughs> to be... Come on. Uh, to be fair, you also hope for the best. And hope for the best, yeah. Because, like... There's a lot of people that die. It, it, well, one of the key things, though, about this is you need people whose genetic code is largely pure to put these things in there. Terra has been at war at this point for thousands of years. Those wars used oh, all nuclear after the weapons. Dark, after the Dark Age of Technology, we blew up Earth a bunch. No, when I say blew up Earth, I mean we blew up Earth. The seas boiled. Yeah, yeah. we... Terra doesn't exist. Terra isn't functional without other places. It's also without basically tech. The planet is gone. It's just a rock. And so what happens is you've had nuclear weapons, biologic weapons, chemical weapons, all these things. That doesn't make for great genetic codes. (laughs) Like, spoiler alert. So one of the challenges the Dark Angels do have, and I bring this up because it's going to be really key later, is that the Dark Angels have an impure genetic uh, 
background, which creates some faults that I'm foreshadowing to later. Um, but, but I do what, want to bring it up. Now. One of the biggest things, though, is that they do get an impetus to find their primer. Yes. At this point in time, they're like, you know what would make our genetics better? If we get the source, the purest source, which is our Primark, which leads them to really want to find the Primark, which they don't go against the Emperor and make him do anything else, but they kind of get, I don't know if they say they want to get a fire started underneath him. Well, I think a lot of it, and we'll cover this a bit later, is that the other Primarchs were found first. I mean, they are the there first. several, like yeah, a whole bunch. They're the first Legion, but they're nowhere near, the, the Lion's nowhere near the first Primark found. No, he, he's way down the line. And they become, I don't say become worried, because they didn't make the Emperor do shit, because they were very loyal. Yeah. But it was one of those, I think, they don't really go into it, but you, you get the, the said without saying kind of thing of. They want to meet their dad. Yeah, they, and I think the Emperor made it a thing where, okay, I'm going I'm yeah, to figure this shit out. We've been talking now a lot about some of the stuff that they did more in the ether. And I think a really good story for us to dive into now is an example of what the Dark Angels did. And the first one that we want to kind of dig that I want to dig into is the Rangda. The Rangden. Rangden. The Rangden. Got three fights. Yeah. So I mean, we we have I guess I mean we have three there's a few storylines. Yeah. You, you the, the third was not a fight. <laughs> the, third, yeah, the third was not a fight. As we get into about midway through the 30th millennia, the Imperial fleets on the eastern fringe run into a, what I politely wrote notes as a Xenos problem. You said the Ragnar was only a Xenos problem? Yeah, it was a problem. It was a, it was a I mean, I guess issue. it was a problem. So the Ragnar are literally psychic Xenos who get more power? They they literally level up. Yeah. When they kill shit and get more powerful. Orcs meet Elba. Yeah. And they become individually. Some of these are just Primarch level. Mm -hmm. They're just they they legitimately. Hey man, I've been XP in this entire time, yeah. and now I'm a warp entity, which is before they know the warp entities exist. But they've got a bunch of juiced up dudes. And in the first war, because it's all the Mazenos, uh, it's called the the, the Rang the Zenocides. But... The, 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 the issue is that what you run into with this is these are all purged imperial records. Right. So, so you don't even know exactly what they look like. It's just that they have stories of them being, several of them being, quote, larger than Primarchs. Yeah. And uh, more, well, no, what they actually said was more physically powerful. Exactly. And the Rangan also they were a slaver race. So they would they would conquer planets, human and Xenos. Well, they would psychically enslave them. Yeah, they were they puppets. Would them. Yeah, and then they would yeah. use these with them. So this is the eastern fringe of the Empire, which is an area that continues to be a problem. <laughs> with Xenos. Yeah. Um, into the forty first millennium. Eastern fringe has been a shit show. For yeah, a long Eastern time. Fringe is it's it's there's been some issues over there, I think. There's been a couple little problems here and there. The Emperor actually initially is not doesn't just commit the Dark Angels. He just commits forces over there, and they can't seem to break through. The first, the we'll just say the first war because there's there's three different mm -hmm. engagement timelines. 
in the first, sorry, Imperium Loyals, I've read a ton of stuff on this. No, really, because the, the, I'm sorry, but the Imperium gets its ass kicked. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it, the, calls, I don't know what I call it, the Xeno side, they were fine. Yeah, they, they got rocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they took, yes, the Dark Angels lost 50,000, not people, Marines. Yeah. During this whole engagement, well, there's also the the crave. We'll we'll get into that. We, well, yeah, the, the, but I'm saying the over the over a, a period of time, mm-hmm. and not that long of a period of time, mm-hmm. they lose an incredible amount of marines. And the best part is, I, I love when you look at the lore of the legions because they're always like, "We lost this many marines." You're like, well, "What does that translate into like regular imperial guard bodies?" You're like. Oh yeah, we lost like billions of them. Yeah, all those guys are all dead. What those guys were getting smoked. Yeah. Like, like we were throwing. Yeah, we stopped counting. We we were throwing them in the wood chipper, hoping that the wood chipper would jam on the bodies yeah. we're throwing <laughs> into it. Like they they were just losing until we the Rangden were just crushing. Also, weren't real big on capturing anything from humans. They were just murdering. Yeah, they were just trying to. And, and so the, the first war of the Rangden just. Did doesn't, not go yeah, well. it, 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 it doesn't go well. And I want to kind of take a side note of the Rangdon that I, I put some notes here that I think are important. Is that up until this point of the Rangdon, even for the, I think the Emperor, the interaction with Xenos was in quotations easy. They were all conquerable. And it's because the orcs are disorganized. There are certain specifically disorganized. Also, the Eldar were keeping the orcs disorganized. Yeah, well, but this at this stage, the Eldar have just died. The orcs haven't come well, up. Well, the orcs are, are sorry. The Eldar are reeling from. They took a pretty big L. Yeah, the, the, they, the Eldar they, just lost ninety eight percent of their civilization. Yeah, the, the Eldar just took a seven hundred thousand to zero loss uh, in, in football. So, and that's at halftime. They're they're not doing great right now. The Drukari are just starting to peak out, and for those of you who aren't aware, the Tyrians aren't in the galaxy yet. No, nope. the Necrons are asleep. There is nothing out there. So these this, these Rangden, they hit them, and it's like, oh, okay, well, it's just some Xenos. Go deal with it. We'll just figure it out. And the Rangden are not what people think, and they, they are ruin incredibly. them. Yeah, they are incredibly organized. Well, they they're incredibly organized. They're technologically savvy, and they're also psychically powerful. And what ends up happening is not only do the Rangdon defeat the, the Dark Angels, the way they come in there, the Rangdon then pursue them back in. And, and well, they don't just pursue them. They start taking sectors, not systems, sectors away, mm-hmm. which is part of the galaxy. Not like we didn't take a couple planets away. They were taking whole areas. This marks really the first loss that the first leader has ever That is true, actually. The, they hadn't lost they had a real loss mm-hmm. and this was a huge le- they didn't just take a, a loss like hey we got to retreat they went hey man we lost like most of our marines which then leads to the second war of the, of the Rangman. and what brad mentioned earlier we talked about this how the dark angels really felt a longing for their primarch this war is why because the ultramarines and the luna wolves joined the Dark Angels in fighting the Rangdon. With their primarchs. With their, yeah, with Gilliman and Horus. Which is pretty inspiring. Also, again, the primarchs are superhuman, even to other Marines. Yes. Like, you're like, hey man, here's a squadron of Marines, and the primarch goes, 
I love my guys, but also none of those guys would do anything to me. <laughs> and so now the Dark Angels are watching the Ultramarines and the Luna Wolves perform their tactics, in all honesty, better than they ever performed well, because in, in, of the Primarchs. But wildly better. Mm -hmm. Because also all... You have a genetic imperative in all the Marines to mm -hmm. effectively love their Primarch, do better with their Primarch, and they're psychically connected to their Primarchs. So they, they legitimately perform better, not just because they're trying to impress their Primarch, because their Primarch is literally magically creating, you know, yeah, juicing them up. Yeah, he's leveling them up. It's actually yeah. interesting. Like, it's kind of like with orcs. There's the same thing that happens with orcs. You put enough of them together, they actually start fighting better. Yep. And so the Dark Angels now are, they are watching this war. The, the, the enemy that defeated them is now being <laughs> defeated by their quote-unquote brothers, because they are, by legions who they used to be better than. And Wild, wildly are, better than. And what are we missing? It's because we're, we're, mi we're missing a Primarch. And Lion's got one of the coolest entry stories. Yeah. Again, I mean... <laughs> Dark Angel's lore is amazing, guys. So let's, let's dig into it. Let's pivot from that. Now, I think we've given you the history. Just to kind of sum it up again, the Dark Angels at this stage, before we get into this next piece, were the Emperor's dirty force. He oh, used yeah. them for just killing anything and everything. They are... They are pushing their way towards almost an evil level of force. At the time, remember, they're they're also they don't want people to talk to them, mm -hmm. so they are covered in skulls and they they adorn themselves with skulls and pieces of other Xenos bodies mm -hmm. to have other people go because they're trying to keep their secrets. Yeah. Again, quotes on that, but that that is what the Dark Angels at the time were known for: is adorning themselves with fallen foes to make other legions, other people not talk to them so they didn't have a problem keeping their secrets as we're going to go to this origin story you'll notice that the dark angels anyone who plays a game currently they're not the night lords they're not the world eaters so how do you in quotations fix a legion that is kind of evil in its process you give them a paladin to lead them yeah. and that is what the lion is I don't know if he's paladin. He's lawful neutral. We, I use the word paladin intentionally to annoy Brad because Brad really does. Nerding it up here. Yeah. Well, it's also because Brad already has a paladin primarch that he cares. That he cares <laughs> so much. He cares massive. He's lawful good. Me. The lion is lawful neutral. He's not lawful good. <laughs> so rather than, than, than get yelled at anymore, we will move on. So the, the primarchs, all primarchs were, we, we talked about this before. Mm -hmm were jettisoned by the entities of chaos to everywhere. Random planet. In the galaxy. Mm -hmm. The lion ended up in Caliban, which was, I mean, I guess it was just, I forgot about that point. It was just outside the Eye of Terror. Yeah. But it was basically. You could see the Eye of Terror it, it from was, Caliban. It was literally King Arthur style. It was run by feudal lords. Mm -hmm. And also, I, you have to give it a little bit. The lion does awesome. But the lion also has a really great upbringing. Yeah. He is immediately adopted by another knight, Luther, yep. and who raises him as his own. And, well, weirdly enough, he's a Primarch. He starts wrecking all these warp beasts that are there because they go on hunts. Let's dive into this. So 
Caliban is a planet that can see the eye of terror. It is. It is. Yeah, it is literally. Uh, you can look up in the night sky and go, "Well, that's not right. right. That's <laughs> probably not good." And as a result of its location, it's a it's a forest world. It's England. It just is England. It's a planet size. It's literally. England. It's King Arthur. Yeah, it's, it's a Celtic. It's the yeah. whole. And of course, it's like Star Wars. The whole planet, for some reason is the exact same topographical. Yeah, yeah, they don't have any heat levels. There's no rotation. I, it's just I, all forest. It's all forest. And in this forest, all over the place are these... All the beasts are juiced up. Yeah, super, yeah, we're talking about... They're, they're basically fallout ratted up. Yeah. Like, just beasts are crazy. And he proves himself. He literally kills beast after beast. But also, he's doing it in... A lawful, abiding by every rule that they have. The Caliban Knights had rules. The Knights of Caliban, Brad said, well, the King Arthur. Their, their goal was if you became a knight on Caliban, your job was to protect the citizenry. And the way you protect the citizenry is you would go out from your fortresses and kill the, You'd the, go on the, the warp beast yeah, and hunt them down. And the lion, because is a Primarch, really damn good yeah he was wildly the best yeah really damn good at this and he would just you know he, he would kill more than anyone else did it was it, he had strategy he also brought a different style to it and he's doing this whole time with a guy named luther who is insanely important to the stories uh, uh the dark angel foreshadowing stuff happens yeah but he is he's he's effectively his adopted dad but he also teaches him everything he knows about the knightly, the Caliban knightly code, which is the, basically the King Arthur code. It is the King Arthur code of knights. They have, they, they, I mean, he, they just gangster everything from the yeah. King Arthur mythos. They have a round table. They, you know what I mean? Everybody has a say. And he's the, he's the best at being the best. I mean, the lion on Caliban is the best at being the grim. I do the things that have to be done. And I also follow every rule to the letter, which is a big deal uh, later on because he follows them. But he's also brutal when he has to be brutal, but he has proper intentions. Hence the reason he's lawful neutral. But he, he does bad shit, but he always does bad shit inside the letter of the law. Always the letter of the law. Yeah. And also he does it in such a way that he's actually trying to be the greater good. He makes tough decisions all the time to like, hey, I'm I have your best interests in mind. And sometimes the best interests of everyone is if you get scrouched. Now, I do have a, 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 I have a lot of complaints about some of the writing that comes into this. But one of the ones I did have complaint about is that when they when you read the lore, when you read the story, especially the book, um, they talk about him and Luther kind of coming up together and doing these and. and they, they were they were they were a buddy team and my issue with that is that one of them is a primarch and the other one is a dude some dude who would have otherwise been an imperial guardsman they talk in this in the, in the stories talk about them like going on hunts together and stuff and i i'm gonna date myself here is this reminds me of the movie twins that the lion is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Luther is Danny DeVito. It is that because that is, I'm not saying that's, that's how this is, but visually, that's what this would have looked like. Is true story, <laughs> but Luther is his intellectual mentor. 
Right, but not in any way, shape, or form. Oh, physically, his, no. His, but also, he's not his intellectual equal either. Oh, I mean, no. That's, we're talking about a perfect creature and his buddy. <laughs> but his buddy's like his philosophical guide? Yeah, I'm still going with no I mean, Luther. No. Fine. I mean, you can't have Luther. <laughs> you can't have the storyline unless you have a Luther. Though. I get that, but there's just I'm just going to state this for the record for anyone who hasn't figured this out. You should probably think about that for a minute. That's the entire story is based around what we're getting to here is a dude who is a regular human being being buddied up with a Primarch. Oh, I love and the viewing them each other and viewing them as an, as an equal. I, I do love the fact that they they rise the ranks together, and you're like, yeah. I think one of these guys. Is carrying the load a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, they, they, they rose through the ranks together. In what unit? Just they would have walked into a room. One of them's at least two feet taller than the other one. Because at this point, at this point, the lion is full. Grown. He's an adult. Yeah. yeah, he's full grown. He's two feet taller, probably a foot and a half to two feet wider, and just this giant man who's who's you know unarmed, killing warp beasts. And the other one is Luther. <laughs> <laughs> In so, my mind, he's just Idris Elba, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just there, like, "Hey, oh yeah, I was, I was also there too." Okay. Like, yeah, you probably carried the day. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Luther. Like, did, did you? What did you do? I, I wrangled the horses. Shut yeah. up. What gets where this becomes important though is the lion, and of course, Luther, have <laughs> have ridden to all, all the ranks, and they decide that it's time to actually fix Caliban permanently. And we're going to fix it by killing every single every beast. beast. And they basically make a great crusade. Mm -hmm. They they do their own. They, they have their own crusade, literally. Mm -hmm. And they scour the planet of beasts. They ally all the knights together. All, all of the knightly orders get together under the one king, which is the lion. Mm -hmm. And they all rally behind him. And they just kind of go... Hey, let's just go east yeah. and murder face every single beast on this entire planet. And they do it in a pretty, by the way, the stories are pretty awesome. Well, we, the story, we're, 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 we're screwed. You were, we're, we're, John downplayed all that. Thing because it's I know, funny. <laughs> but, but the stories are actually pretty awesome to be honest. So, but like they do just go, we're going to ruin everything. Which way? That way, yeah. We'll just go east. Well, what what about the ones in the west? Oh, we're coming all the way around. Yeah, we're we're going the whole <laughs> way, guys. And, and they do it for the first time since the the sky exploded. The planet. Is... Say, so for the first time since you you looked up into the nighttime sky and went, "Hey, man, that sucks a lot." Right it looks there. really scary up there. Don't worry about it. The planet is is rid of is rid of the I mean, the humans on the planet, they can cut the forest down. They can leave their fortresses. They can farm. They can do all this stuff. This planet now went from what was actually labeled within the Imperium as a death world before this all happened. Because if you went there, you just would die. To now being a garden world. That's how powerful what he just did was. They also partied like it was 1999. Yeah. And they went, they had a huge party. At which point the Emperor shows up. Hey, hold on. Oh, uh, we he We'll talk about Luther. <laughs> All right. So they conquer the planet, they being the lion, uh, with a bunch of With dudes. Luther. Luther and a bunch of other people. Luther was nearby. I'm just, I mean, like, I, 
you you have a warp beast. How many warp beasts does the lion kill? How many is the all, Luther? All of them. <laughs> the Luther is like, like like stabbing the one that's on the ground half dead. Uh, but I anyway, mean, the, the, the Luther does get jealous because the the lion is literally declared chief, Supreme big wampa, leader. awesome yeah. mega yeah. dude of all time. He's elevated to supreme grandmaster. I mean, he's he he gets a big title. I'm so assuming his hat's bigger than everybody else. And, and Luther, of course, gets gets upset that the person who's two feet taller than him, two feet wider, and did almost all the killing seems to be getting more of the credit than he got. Oh, also the dude who thought of the whole thing, executed the whole thing, designed all the plans, organized it. That person is getting more credit than Luther is. Also united all of the knightly yeah. orders. Yeah. Yes. But Luther was present in the meetings. So, <laughs> you know, that's how this should go. So Luther is at this point getting jealous and he's upset that and eight no, seconds later, the emperor shows yeah, up. Yeah, the emperor, as always, the emperor shows up at this exact moment. And the emperor's like, hey, I need the lion. And the lion immediately goes, yeah, you do need me. And he goes, hey, there's another guy that's actually my size. I probably am yeah, closer I to think this I'm dude. closer to this guy yeah. than that. And the lion is brought into the Legion. I actually like what this next piece, though, because we talk about how good the lion is. And this is one of those things I like about him. <laughs> I love this story, but I hate this story because he effectively just takes children and goes, all right, I need the toughest freshman. Yeah. What the lion does is he looks at this legion of murderers and, 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 and says, and it, this is because to me, this is very tactically intelligent. The emperor comes in, brings the lion up and says, this is your legion. Looks at the first legion and it is a bunch of just these guys have been through some shit yeah. and they are they are violent they are this thing and rather than just come in there and say well i'm in charge listen to me he says i'm gonna earn it which again which is what i'm gonna give you yeah. which is the yes he did however he also said all right freshman class of the first company who's the toughest freshman yeah. and they're like i guess ted is and they're like i challenged ted to combat and you're like I guess, but like, I feel like I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah. And they did. But I oh. give Lion credit here. The first guy he fought was in Terminator armor. True. And, and the Lion, Lion was wearing a t-shirt. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Lion was literally wearing a, I've just been to Caliban and all I got was this dumb t-shirt. Yeah. And he ruined a guy in Terminator armor. He just, Chuck Norris kicked him in the head. And I love this story because, and we, we're going to do this with Space Wolves. This story happens again. Lehman Russes is actually a little bit even, even cooler. Lehman Russes, uh, the Lions is more honorable. Oh. Lehman Russes is just more like, Woo! Yeah, party oh, on. Who wants, who wants some of this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty wasted right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Lehman Russ one's more like the, the scene in the very first X Men when Wolverine's fighting in the cage. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, if you guys want to fight me, I'm in here. I'm in here. Just let me but know. But like, he Please. challenges each one to combat and he's wearing Bermuda shorts mm -hmm. and a t shirt <laughs> and flip flops and he's just like, yeah. I got this. And he doesn't have to go the entire way down because he originally, his whole thing was he's going to fight the best guy in each company. And then eventually they're like, we got it, man. You're awesome. <laughs> like, we got the hint, and we are super yeah, excited to have you here. Right, right like, about the yeah. time you beat the, the Terminator, everybody else is like, I don't really know if I need yeah, to make my yeah, turn. What else What else do we want to do? Is he going to fight 
just a land raider next because i think he might win I'm yeah honest. i actually like, think he might headbutt the land yeah, it's raider like, oh god so like this dude's pretty badass and he almost immediately gets the loyalty of the men because remember the dark angels are all about results exactly and when he gets down with this he shows them i am the strongest i will give you better results and again remember they just suffered a horrible defeat and they showed their brothers fighting with their Primarch mm -hmm. and winning. And they just had their Primarch show up. And to them, this guy's wildly better than anybody else they've seen. They saw the other Primarchs fighting. They just showed up and saw the guy that took on our best while he was wearing board shorts and flip flops and he ruined them. We are now going to be, we're going to be incredible. We're, yeah. We're, we were already wrecking without this. Now we we are basically unlocking all the secret power. We just did up down up down X Y Z. You know, we we have unlocked all the cheat codes. Our Primarchs here. We are the we are the first Legion. We are the best. Mm -hmm. We're back to being the best. And a key piece about this, man, the, the the level of foreshadowing we're throwing on this episode is heavy. As we discussed earlier, the Dark Angels were probably the most in quotation evil legion within uh, uh, that the emperor had he was using them to do horrible things as brad said they would have skulls on them and not in the like i'm goth sense in an actual like no i'm more like the predator where i'm going to carry around tokens of all the things I've, I've i've ruined that's what they were the problem is that you start going on that path far enough and you have a real issue because now you can actually you can become evil so here comes the lion who is a better fighter than they are, and he brings with him the rules of the a Knights code. of Caliban. He puts a coat. And this, for the most part, whips the Legion back the other side. They go from being this kind of well, they, evil horde well, fighting Well, they're still to willing to do what needs to be done because also the mm -hmm. Lion is a guy that is also, Results. I'm willing to do what mm -hmm. needs to be done, but we should do it with rules exactly and he isn't like hey man you don't need to do terrible shit he's like we should do terrible shit with a structure of code mm -hmm. you're like how is that code gonna work out in the end real bendable <laughs> don't worry we're gonna get there later but for now he he brings these guys he brings the legion back into what can now be brought Effectively, you now could bring the Dark Angels to the same well, party that you brought the other legions to. Because we're, we're skipping over a little bit, though. The light, I actually have to do this because people will throw rocks at us if we don't. The lion actually puts together a rigid command structure. Mm -hmm. He puts together a circle, eventually inner circle, ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. but he brings together a circles of hierarchy, a hierarchy of circles, who's in command, who's in what circle, what they need to know, what they don't need to know. But he gives them a, a firm code of everybody gets a code, but then he also gives them because he's comes from a feudal planet. So he literally turns the dark angels into a hierarchy system mm -hmm. of these guys are in charge. These guys need to deal this. You need to just do this. And it becomes a, we're going to do some shit. People are going to need to know why you need to just do what you need to do and believe in these people and the dark angels grab onto that hardcore yeah. because before it was just, we're doing jacked up shit. Cause the emperor told us to, 
We're not really sure why. Now we've got this code into place and we literally have the guy that is our, our genetic father with us. Well, let's go do whatever he says. Why not? And they jump in like, holy, like fully emerged. They get baptized on this and just go in and they are now, this is our guy. We're doing whatever the hell he says. In at this point in time, to be perfectly honest, I, it's a side note. But I really think that he, if the lion just decided we're going to punch the emperor right in the face, the entire legion would be like, all right. Would. One thing that also this does that helps legion out a lot now is they also now get a recruiting planet, which is something that we haven't really touched on because it's our first space marine chapter. Well, we they go about. from a non-devastated planet yeah. to, to where they start recruiting from Caliban. Now, and one of the people that they they do recruit in this, it's interesting. So. Um, Throughout the legions, as we've discussed, we talked about the horse heresy. One of the biggest problems you seem to run into is when someone is too old to become a space marine, and they kind of do it sort of anyway. And they do this with Luther. And if you can't figure out where we're going with Luther, that's on you. But um, Luther actually gets through everything, though. He does, no. But Luther is not. He, he doesn't get the gene implants. He just he just gets all the steroids to make himself bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Well, also the weird thing is, is Caliban becomes Caliban. But Caliban becomes like a kind of a shadow of its former self because they take all of the knights. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah, 100% of them all are, are elevated. And those who are too old, like Luther, are given all the performance-enhancing drugs to make them Nine space, feet tall, yeah, yeah. space marine light. But all the ones who are young after this. But what this does is this now creates a core uh, recruiting planet. Because as we said before, they lost over 50% of their force fighting... Rangden. The Rangden. Which I'm sure we're still saying wrong. Probably now they have they can replenish their forces and it's coming from the world that they come from everything is now lined up for their success and it's a big deal here because everything seems to be going their way to be honest yeah. with you and that's why we're going to stop this episode right here <laughs> everything's going the dark ages everything way everything is going their way wait, so, wait hold on a second it might not yeah, continue yeah, hold on i gotta yeah. do the dr things, evil pinky yeah, yeah. Things might get a little bit worse in the next episode. Yeah, uh, but for right now, shit's going great. Yeah, things are going great. The Dark Angels, but just to recap, end of the episode, I like doing little recaps on this. The Dark Angels were the First Legion. They were used to do all of the worst things the Emperor Awful had, shit. had to the, do. The, yeah, remember, what we, I think we're downplaying it, though. Remember, when we're recapping, they didn't do awful shit. They did genocidal shit. Yeah. And they also did genocidal shit that no one needed to, that you're doing stuff that no one, you're not allowed to tell anybody else. It's so shitty, you're not allowed to say yeah. it to anybody. They are, so they're masters of secrecy, they're masters of killing, they're masters of murder, and, with, but they were starting to fall apart. They took their first big loss, they didn't, and, and it wasn't a big, it was a catastrophic but yeah, loss. They took their first loss, which happened to be a catastrophic yeah. loss. <laughs> they, they were 20 and 0, they went into a fight, and they got, knocked out where they woke up a month later and they're like did we win the fight no no <laughs> and so now though they've got a primarch to lead them who has earned all of their loyalty they've got recruiting planet to, re to refill their legion and they are ready to they, kick and ass they, and take well names. they've also got a code to live by giving mm -hmm. them a reason to do these bad things which is a big deal for a lot of the dark angels because they now have a hey I'm doing these bad things, but it's because it's the greater Tao. It's the greater good, but it, it is. It's the 
We have oh, a... you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna use towel, not hot fuzz. Eh. I mean, you gotta use hot fuzz. I'll use hot fuzz. <laughs> but it's a big deal in that because these guys have a focus now. Because he got the loyalty so much of these guys because he told them, mm-hmm. we're gonna do things and here's our code of why we're able to do these things. Because sometimes you have to do bad things as long as it follows the code. Exactly. And they live by that. They're like, okay. And you get them into line. They become not the guys with skulls on them. I want to end with that. The lion actually gets rid of all that shit. Oh, yeah. Of course he does. He's just like, hey, man, like yeah, you, no. you look insane. Get get rid of all your crazy clean, shit. Clean that up. On our next episode, we're going to go into some of the stuff we didn't mention about Caliban, some of the, the darks, the, the the dark secrets of Caliban. And it's Dagobah. Well, yeah. And, and then some of the other uh, challenges they had that are sitting within their own legion and how they manifest and take us all the way up to, I would say, Warhammer 40K pre seven months ago. For those who don't realize, the Lion, if I'm this is in the future, the Lion only returned to, to Warhammer 40K in the year 2023. Yeah, literally. Yeah. He's he's just freshly back. So, in the next episode, we're going to cover, we're going to kind of finalize our lore coverage for the Dark Angels. In the third episode, we're going to talk more about the actual faction, why they're fun to play, some of the cool elements about it. To kind of talk about why you should play Dark Angels, and how the lore has manifested itself into the actual gameplay and the units. But the next one, we're going to finish off in quotations a lot of the lore of this. Once again please join our discord or our facebook page both if you want neither if you don't that's fine also please (laughs) please like and subscribe to us it does help us out quite a bit um but with that i'm john barside this is brad chester this guy have a great day